And welcome to Mishesh um, Within. This is Sarah Tovabeth. This is the project of Orkanini. Okay, today is Erev Shabbos. So we're preparing for the day of foreverness, right? Yom Shukula Shabbos. The day of foreverness. And we want to speak about forever energy. Whatever forever energy is and whatever people who resonate with forever energy are all about. Who are they? What do they do? What's it all about? Do we know them? And why are we talking about it? And what does it have to do with our struggling youth? So, we're going to speak about the Kaisal Amaravi, the Western Wall. And we know that, first of all, the wall behind it is um, the closest to the Beis Amigdash. The Beis Amigdash was placed in a corner. In that whole temple courtyard on top of Hara Maria, the, really the Beis Amigdash was in one corner. So there was a huge empty space, a huge open um, area for people to gather in front of the base of Mikdash once they came inside the, the walls and even on the side behind it was a very short distance. And therefore, there's a small distance between the Kaiso and the wall around the base of Mikdash. The wall around the base of Mikdash has a gate and the gate is called Kaifenus Gate. Kaifenus means rose garden in Greek. And the reason is that there was a garden of plants growing there. It was really forbidden. The sages forbade the planting of any trees or flowers in Yerushalayim, <clears throat> except near the Kaiso. Because there was a garden with flowers and herbs for the service in the base of Mikdash. So therefore, Rose Garden, Kaifenus. This gate was Kaifenus Gate. I don't know how many people used Kaifenus Gate to come into the base of Mikdash. Probably very few came in right Mac face-to-face with the Kaisal and Maravi. Probably not. Don't know. So here's the thing. Here's the question. Remember, we're talking about forever energy. The Kaisal is a forever place. We know that. And the question is why this wall was chosen by God to remain standing forever. So again, and the place of tefillah, of, of, prayer, of prayer. So number one, because it is very close, the you know to the wall and when we're standing there we are right near the Kedushikadashim part of the western wall part of the Kaisal Maharavi is right behind the Kedushikadashim so therefore it became a place of eternal davening and also the question is who built who contributed to building this wall the poor people the poor people. If you look at the wall today, the Kaiso, it's really only half its original height. The lower levels are below the surface. And they have stones from very ancient times. And we know how many times there was an attack on those places. And yet, part of the wall always remains. Remember, forever energy. It always remains. And tradition says that one of the reasons, one of the main reasons why, why God chose that wall to remain eternally is because the poor, simple people are the ones who donated. So what is that? Poor people built a wall, so therefore it stands forever. Makes sense, right? And again, what does that have to do with our struggling youth? So one of the things about Poverty, poor. We don't just mean financially poor. We're talking about a, a certain type of bittle. 
an, an energy in which everything else, all the titles are gone. There's a famous story of, I think it was the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe on a train once, more than a century ago, <clears throat> in Russia. An individual came up and began speaking with the Rebbe and was incredibly impressed. I'm pretty sure it was the previous Rebbe. I don't think it was his father. The, the, <clears throat> this man was very impressed. Remember, in those days, there were no pictures. Nobody knew. There was no social media. Nobody knew who anybody looked like, who anybody was. <clears throat> so at some point, the man said, being feeling that he's in the presence of royalty, he asked, who are you? <clears throat> Excuse me. Who are you? Are you a professor? Are you a lawyer? Are you a minister? Are you a doctor? Who are you? I'm clearly not speaking with an ordinary person. Who are you? Maybe you're a famous doctor. So the Rebbe responded something to the effect of when all titles are taken away, the title of doctor and lawyer and, and minister and statesman and banker and millionaire, etc. When all titles are stripped away, the title Jew remains. When all titles and all identities and all accomplishments are taken away, there is one title that remains. And that title is Jew. And that is how the Rebbe answered him. Who am I? I'm a Jew. I think some of us saw the WhatsApp that was the video that was going around of Dustin Hoffman. Right? A movie star. Breaking down crying and saying, when people ask me who I am, what I am, I tell them, I'm a Jew. Dustin Hoffman, a movie star. He says, when people ask me, I tell them, I'm a Jew. Same thing. When all titles of which movie did you make and how many fans do you have and how many years have you been a star and which, you know, and, and, and how many billions did your house in Beverly Hills cost you? When all of that is stripped away, I am a Jew. That's the energy of the poor person. The poor person doesn't have anything else to say. He doesn't have the house in Beverly Hills. He's not a doctor. He's not a lawyer. He's not a this. He's not a statesman. He just is Jew. Simple. Essence for essence energy. And essence energy is forever. Etzimhanefesh, the essence of a Jew is the forever place. It's the place in a Jew that cannot be destroyed. So when those people who live that every moment, the essence energy, simple Jew, build a wall of the base of Megdash, the energy of that wall is forever energy. That's their energy. That's what they're putting into it. And so it's forever energy, and the wall remains forever. The Western Wall, the Kaisal Maravi. The same thing with our struggling youth. When 
all of the reasons to keep the traditional mitzvahs have, God forbid, Rahman Islam been taken away from them. When there was so much pain and violation and all kinds of things and disappointment and all kinds of things, that somehow they came to the point where they felt that they can't keep it up anymore, God forbid, and all the external stuff falls off. All the titles. Are you the best bacher in yeshiva? No. Are you the most religious bacher in yeshiva? No. Are you the most chassidisha? No. Are you, you know, have you done the most, did you learn the most mishnayas? No. Did you, when all that stuff falls off. I am the Talmud of Shavua. No. I am the Hachi of the week. No. I was that. It fell off. It was taken away or I decided to take it away. God forbid. That's what, if you speak to our youth, that's what most of them say. I had my reasons why it was taken away from me or why I decided to let it go. All the titles. I once had it, no more, because of A, B, C, D, E, F, G. They have a list, a laundry list of reasons. That's the tough news. The good news is, when all titles are stripped away, the term, the title Jew remains. What are you? Jew. I'm a Jew. Will every one of our struggling youth come out and say that? Mm, not to us. Maybe not to anybody when they have a private conversation between their soul and their heart, they come out sounding like Dustin Hoffman. I'm a Jew. He didn't expect to say that. You can see on the interview, he didn't expect to say it and he didn't expect to cry. And he, sorry to bring in movies, but he started in the movie many years ago called The Graduate, which was all about the successful graduate who, who graduated from school with the best marks and he had a glowing future in front of him. And then he just felt like he couldn't do it. Interesting, right? It was a horrible movie. He had to be three Balchuba days to watch this movie. But that's the template. I had a magnificent future in front of me. I was a hachi. I was the Talmud of Shavua for six weeks in a row. And then somehow I felt like I couldn't do it. And yet, what we know from Tyra, from the Kaisal, is from this, these stories, is that when everything is taken away, the title Jew remains. And that is, that is, the description of our youth. They resonate with that forever energy. They're among the most potent examples of even though he sins, he's a Jew. And people would say, yeah, but he doesn't wear a yarmulke and he drives on Shabbos and, he, and, he, and he's on his phone and he's smoking and he's... And he's, and he's and... But when all of that is taken away, you come down to raw Jew. Raju is eternal. That's the forever energy. That's the energy that resonates with the Kaisal. 
That's our kids. On some level, they resonate with the Kaiso more than us. On some level. Because they're resonating with the raw Jew forever energy of the Kaiso that sometimes is a little more difficult for us to feel. So as we approach Shabbos, in the three weeks, Parshas Pinchas, we're in very special weeks. And we look at our youth and we feel, oh my, what's going to be? Ira tells us what's going to be. What we just said. There's a raw Jew standing in front of you. That can never be eradicated. And at the right time, and with the right circumstances, that raw Jew will be rebuilt. He will rebuild himself. Just like the base of English is going to be rebuilt, we're going to have more than just the Kaisal Maravi, more than just the Western Wall. We're going to have the whole thing built around it. And we're going to have the whole, the whole Jew built around his for energy, forever energy, raw Jew energy. May we all merit it immediately now, this Shabbos, together with everybody, in the base of Mizrashishlishi, shining light, the light of Mashiach and Geula, to the whole world. Please contact me at 347-762-7708, 347-762-7708, for any coaching or healing or wishing everybody a really wonderful show.